The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. We've discovered the world's best craftsmen and techniques. Using materials native to the region and tools accustomed to individual craftsmen, we strive for perfection every step of the way. With all of this, you'll see the details of your own story. The story of a life well-crafted. This is the story Craft tells. Welcome to the House of Roll. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? And welcome to episode number 12 of the Lone Gummin Podcast. This is your boy, Rob Clark, coming at you your host and welcome to the all new improved larger than life supersized TLG podcast that's right we now can go 45 minutes long baby woohoo <clears throat> so I don't have to really rush things to cram them in at the beginning and the end to make sure I get the middle just right so now I should have plenty of time to, to do everything and please check out my info at Spreaker. Okay, it's real simple. Everything is right there. If you click on the info of this podcast, you can find my email address. You can find the Facebook page, and it makes everything one click away. It's very easy. And anything that I talk about here will be posted on the Facebook page as regards to photos, documents evidence, testimony, anything like that that we talk about, I'm going to try to post everything up on the Facebook page so you can go look at it for yourself and make up your own mind. And let me also say again, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody that's listening. It's, it's, it's insane. And I know I keep saying this, and I know I keep saying that. But it blows me away every time I get on here just to see how many people are listening and from the bottom of my heart thank you if you like it please tell a friend share a link um, you know send it somebody else's way so they can find me and <clears throat> excuse me also check out my buddy Doug Campbell's podcast on Spreaker called the Dallas action you don't want to miss it the man is a machine he's on it he's a mad scientist and I love hearing Doug's take on things. He makes you think, and that's what it's all about, people. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about some tramps. We're going to talk a little bit about some other people arrested in Dealey Plaza as well. And the three tramps. Let me tell you a little something about the three tramps. You see... Richard Sprague was the first one to find pictures of these fellas. Uh, you know, they were unpublished newspaper photographs from some Dallas reporters. And I think it's a series of seven photographs that we, that we have. And everybody, if you're familiar with JFK, you know what I'm talking about. They're the three tramps that were paraded through Dealey Plaza. You know, there was a, 
a little squirrely looking one up front, <clears throat> a tall one, and then the old one. And ever since Richard Sprague stumbled across these, people have been speculating about who the hell this is. And even Jim Garrison went on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and put this photo up. And he, you know, he told Johnny, he's like, you know, these people were arrested in Dealey Plaza, but we haven't heard nothing about them. They weren't interviewed by the Warren Commission. We don't have any records of them. Well, he was partially right. You see, back in, I think it was 92, when the LaFontaines were doing their book, Oswald, Oswald Would Have Talked, they came across the arrest reports for three tramps or hobos, or vagrants, or whatever they were called back then. Um, Harold Doyle, uh, Gus Abrams, and, and uh, Jedney. And, of course, the conspiracy-minded people was like, oh, it's not really them. You know, it was, it was Hunt, and Sturgis, and, and, and Rogers, and, you know, that's, that's, that's fake. You know, to the Lone Nutters, it was... It was confirmation that we're all crazy and these guys are who they say they are and that's the end of the discussion. You know, it's not it's not Holt and Harrelson and, and Rogers. It's uh you know, this Doyle guy, Gus Abrams and, and uh Jedney. Well, as I've said before, I'm no photographic expert or analyst. But I'd like to think that when I put two things side by side, that I'm pretty good at telling the difference. Remember that game Memory? You know, we used to play as kids. You know, I was, I was the king of that shit. You know, I, I, I ruled the hood with Memory. And Memory requires matching two of the same things. And we had this thing in the paper called the mini page where you had to find the, the, you know, the hidden words. And I used to love to do that. But anyway, I digress. Now, the three tramps are a subject of hot debate. I don't care what group you're in uh, or who you're talking to. You know, there's people that steadfastly believe that this was Howard Hunt, that this was Frank Sturgis, that this was Carlos Montoya or Charles Rogers. And I forget the I forget the other guy's name. They said that he was, um, you know, or it's 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 no 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 it's 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 Holt and Harrelson and Rogers, and what gets me is sure there's a resemblance to Hunt with the old tramp, but back then Hunt wasn't old, okay. You know, he just died a couple years ago, okay? He would have been in his 30s back then. All right, he wasn't old and wrinkled. Um, and as far as Frank Sturgis goes, the guy is frankly too tall to be Sturgis, and he just doesn't look like him in the face. Frank Sturgis has very distinctive eyes and brow and brow line, and... This guy just doesn't have it. And 
to me, anyway. And then you lay a picture of Chauncey Holt next to the old tramp. And I just don't see that either. I don't see it there. You know, you looked at the, at the faces and, you know, Holt would have been probably closer to 40 by then. But he wasn't old. He lived until, you know, the, the uh, mid-90s, maybe even in the 2000s. But he wasn't old back then either. And, you know, you lay Charles, a picture of Charles Harrison down next to the tall tramp. And what do you see? Well, I don't see that either. You know, Charles Harrelson, along with his son Woody Harrelson, who I've seen in countless movies, they both have this look in their eye. And I don't know how to describe it other than a mischievous look. I, it's hard to put into words, but there's a look in their eye. And, and father and son have it. Okay, <clears throat> now, with Chauncey Holt, he claims to be one of the tramps. Okay, he's the only person that's ever admitted to being one of the tramps. The problem is he doesn't look like the guy. But, he has the testimony of Lois Gibson, who is a, a sketch artist or something. Um, supposedly world-renowned that... They did a, a, a uh, comparison between Chauncey Holt and the old tramp and Charles Harrelson and then Charles Rogers. And, and she confirmed that these guys were the tramps. But I'm sorry, I just don't see it. It's just not there for me. It just doesn't click. It doesn't match. It doesn't match. Okay, you have to turn those little memory cards back over because they don't match. And now it's somebody else's turn. Okay. <clears throat> now, as for Charles Rogers, I've never seen a confirmed picture of Charles Rogers. And it, well, at least not one from that time period. I think I might have seen one from like, the, I don't even know if it was from the 40s or the early 50s when he was in the Navy. But who's to say what he looks like? 13 years later, 15 years later. It's hard to say. And, you know, he mysteriously disappears and his parents end up dead, murdered, chopped up, and left in the refrigerator. You know, I don't know if any of this is true. These, you know, it's just stories. And, you know, we don't have a confirmed picture of that dude, whoever he was, from that time period to definitively say, okay, this is him. Now, Charles Harrison denies being involved in the Kennedy assassination. Okay, he was convicted of murder later for murdering a judge, but he de he denied being involved in the Kennedy assassination, and he wouldn't talk about it. And he was just a... I don't know what he was. I don't think he was a CIA asset. I mean, he may have been. He might have been low-level mafia... He might have just been a lone, crazy thug, for all I know. It's hard to say. I mean, you kill a judge, it's probably because 
somebody wants to skate or to scare the judges. So he likely did it for someone else, is my guess. But <clears throat> to get back to the tramps. Now when you put up Harold Doyle, his picture next to the three tramps, damn if he doesn't look like the front, the one in the front. I mean, sure he's lost more hair by now, but his facial features, for me, match. Okay, now the other two, Abrams and Jedney, are a little more difficult because there's so much time passed in between their pictures and I mean I can see Abrams a little bit in the tall tramp but the other guy is he's just it's too old he's too old to tell really I, I can't I, you know it's just the age comparison is too too off and when the LaFontaine's found these records in the in the in the police, Dallas police files, you know these guys were contacted. They had Harold Doyle on video saying, "Yes, that was me. Yes, that was us. Here's what happened. They picked us up in the train yard. You know, we spent three days in jail, and then they let us go. Okay, but we have we have testimony, you know, from from uh, it was Deputy Harkness, Harkness or may have been another one. I need to write his name down. But he tells of bringing the tramps over and dropping them off and leaving. And then coming back a couple minutes later, <coughs> excuse me, only to be told that they'd been uh, let go. But was it the same set of tramps that we have the pictures of? That's a good question. Now... We we know that there was other people arrested in Dealey Plaza that day. In fact, we know that there were other people arrested in the train yard. And there were other vagrants or hobos or whatever you want to call them, tramps, arrested in the, in, in the uh, rail yard that day. And we know that because it's in the police report. And I'll post that on Facebook. Please go check it out. These guys weren't the only set of tramps or hobos or vagrants that were arrested there. There were several. Okay, and a lot of them we don't have the records of. And they were likely let go. Now the question is, who are these other hobos and vagrants? Now, <clears throat> Chauncey Holt's story you know, of what he had to do there that day and who he had to meet with and exactly what they were doing. I mean, supposedly he says he was just bringing sets of ID and, and, and Secret Service pins and a, a bag of gun, handguns, not rifles, handguns, to Harrelson and Rogers. And we know... JFK wasn't shot with a 38 special, so something is amiss here, unless there's another set of tramps that he was a part of. Because, yeah, I mean, if you line up a possible, you know, possibly Holt, Charles Harrelson, and 
um, Charles Rogers. I mean, would they go so far as to have tramp doubles? I don't know. Because that would match these guys that were arrested and have an arrest record and were, you know, or did spend three days in jail before they were let go. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, Holt, <clears throat> Holt tells a story of driving his car back there behind the behind the stockade fence in the rail yard and finding a truck and putting you know these guns and the ID in there and Lee Bowers did testify to seeing this car in there with out-of-state plates and a very cold water sticker on the back and Holt tells of this other car it was like a an older black black car with a dark complected man in it with Looked like he was possibly on the radio with somebody. Holt identified him as an anti-Castro Cuban named Alo Veda, something like that. And Bowers testified also to a man driving a dark black vehicle that appeared like he was talking into something when he was driving. So it's interesting that Holt's testimony... You know, matches what Bauer said. And now there's other things alleged to go on behind that stockade fence, as we all know. Jack Lawrence, who was working for the downtown Lincoln Mercury, uh, he had just got a job there not too long ago. And I was reading through some FBI documents about this guy. And it seemed like he was just passing through or he had just shown up. He was staying at the YMCA. He had got a job at this, you know, Lincoln Mercury dealer. Supposedly the same one that Lee Oswald test drove a car for. And that the guy wrote his name down on the card. But there's conflicting reports in the Warren Commission. You know, we got testimony from, from the, one of the head honchos there at the downtown Lincoln Mercury saying that, you know, they tried to substantiate this guy's references, but they didn't get a response from anybody they corresponded with about this guy. So they, they really didn't trust him enough to give him a, what they called a demonstrator, which is basically a loaner car that they got to drive because they worked there. And then we have a different testimony from Jack Lawrence saying that they did trust him enough to give him a demonstrator and he was afraid that they were going to be mad at him because the day of the assassination or the night before he had took the car home and he was out partying late and he was coming back and he what he says is he got caught in the traffic jam around Dealey Plaza so he parked his car back in the in the rail in the rail rail yard parking lot um and walked the rest of the way and then the car his car was found there the next day and then they said that after talking about this Oswald encounter that that occurred there 
that Lawrence advised him to call the FBI, or or he called the FBI and told him about this, and that the head honcho there at the downtown Lincoln Mercury gave him his last paycheck and said, "Hit the road, Jack." Literally, Jack is his name. Hit the road, Jack. And don't come back no more, no more, no more. And he was drifted on. I mean, he was staying at the YMCA. And I got an FBI document where he was interviewed later, now living in like Charleston, West Virginia, or something to that effect. So he was, he was kind of a drifter. I mean, he supposedly had been discharged dishonorably from the from his military service. I think he was in the Air Force. And he was supposedly a crack shot, like one of the best, as a sniper. So, that's a little suspect in itself. And then, we run into Jim Braden. Now, I was reading through Jim Braden's HSCA testimony. And... If you know the case well, he was arrested in the in the Dow Tex or coming out of the Dow Tex, one of the two, and and taken down and questions and and let go. <clears throat> Excuse me. And how he referred to himself in the HSCA testimony, he referred to himself as an independent oil operator. Okay, which Richard Hook and Company likes to point out as being George H.W. Bush because he was an independent contractor, oil contractor. No, the guy arrested in the Dow Tech's building that claimed to be an independent oil operator was Jim Braden, formerly Eugene Hale Braden, with known ties to the mafia. Okay, this is the guy. He was up on charges, or a couple charges, for interstate mail fraud, and uh, uh, there was another charge because it concerned a check. And he had a probation officer in L.A., and we had to inform, you know, that, hey, I'm going to need to travel to Texas, and then on to Louisiana, and then I'll be back for business. And he had some sketchy associations, I guess you'd call it. Um, He says he made the trip with a Mr. Brown, a Mr. Nolan, and a Mr. Root. Says he made their flight with LA to L.A., but these guys were not his business partners. They were just... basically trying to do the same thing that he was which is establish a business you know oil business in to in texas and you know basically do some networking and see what was out there and what's available and what he could get into you know because back then you had to do this stuff facetime you know what i mean if you wanted something you had to actually show up and go get it you know it's not like you could just pick up the phone and talk to somebody. Or I mean, you could, but if you didn't know them back then, it was probably a bad idea. Always better to do things face to face.
And if Jim Brayton wasn't our independent oil operator that was arrested there, <clears throat> I got another picture of an older gentleman being escorted from the direction of the Dow Tex over to the police station, dressed very well, dressed like a very rich oil man. And so if Jim Braden wasn't the guy that they were referring to, I'm pretty sure it was this guy, whoever he is. He's an old guy. And, I mean, they were scooping up all kinds of people that day out of Dealey Plaza and taking them down to question them. I mean, it was part of their dragnet, they called it. And there's even a guy that I swear to God could be Robert Oswald's twin brother that's taken down. Right out in front of the TSBD. I mean, it, it, he, this guy is a dead effing ringer for Robert Oswald. And I'll post his picture up too so you can see him. And I, I think it turned out this guy was, um, I don't know what he was, but he wasn't Robert Oswald. He just happened to look a hell of a lot like him. I mean, it's an uncanny resemblance. It, it really is. Now, with all this going on in Dealey Plaza, it makes it very hard to discern exactly what the hell was going on. <clears throat> okay, because Jim Braden, he, he, he explains that he was staying at the Cabana Hotel, which, as we know, has its mystique with this case. Excuse me, because several other people were staying at the Cabana Hotel as well. Allegedly. And... What he says is supposedly he woke up that morning, he went to get something to eat, he went to check in with his parole officer, and when he was leaving there, that's about the time the motorcade was coming by and he was standing in front of a department store, I'm guessing somewhere on Main Street, and then he says that he started walking up towards Dealey Plaza, saw the, you know, the cop cars, and he heard by then the president had been shot. And he said he was looking for a taxi, but then when he got up closer, he saw a woman and asked where there's a phone. And he said, the woman said, well, I've got a phone on the third floor of my building here. You know, you can come in and use it. And this is apparently when he was arrested in there because he didn't belong there. That's Brading's side of the story. What really happened, we'll never know. But I can assure you one thing. It wasn't no George Bush hit team in the Dow Tech building. Okay? Because if you look at some of the work Richard Hook's done to try to put George Bush in, in the Dow Tech building, I mean, this guy's drawing on shadows. Okay, I could draw uh, SpongeBob and Patrick in the window as a hit team. You know, on shadows and and tell you, well, here it is right here. That's obviously SpongeBob because his body's square and those are his eyes right there and there's his nose. You know, and here's Patrick because that's pointy head, so it's got to be Patrick if he's with SpongeBob. You know, it's not George Bush in in there with Tony Nestor Iscadero. I mean, give me a break. Like I said before, George Bush is no saint, but I'm telling you, the man was not in Dilly Plaza.
He just wasn't. And the picture, the whole famous picture of him standing there by the TSBD is not George Bush either. Okay? When you lay down his picture next to this guy in front of the TSBD, the hairlines are off, the forehead is sloped different, the nose is different, and the chin is way off. Okay, but because he parts his hair like George Bush, and he stands with his hands in his pockets like George Bush, and a million other people do, well, then it's got to be George Bush, you know? It's got to be George Bush. And, 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 you know, talking to Ed Lansdale, their CIA hit team. I mean, come on, you think if they were part of the hit team, these guys are going to stand around and, 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 lo and loiter in Dealey Plaza? No, these guys would have been long gone by then. Because they weren't there, they weren't part of a hit team. Okay, it just it's, it's, didn't happen. You know, there's ample evidence to prove that wrong. And the only thing Richard Hook has is mistruths and shitty drawings. Okay? There's nothing to substantiate that George Bush was either in Dilly Plaza or in the Dow Text building with a, you know, being a spotter for a sniper. I mean, come on, people. By God, you run into him, one of the groups, man. They want to swear to God, you know, LBJ's behind it. George Bush was there. I'm telling you he wasn't. He wasn't. As much as people want him to be there, he wasn't. You know, he's con he's confused for other people. You know, I don't know who the guy is in the picture, and I'll post it up. But his chin is way different. It's so much shorter. It blends in with the with the masonry work that's behind him. You know how on the outside of the TSBD they had like a a pockmarked brick surface, you know, with, with there was actually holes deep set in the in the in the uh, brickwork. And this guy's chin just happens to be kind of near the shadow part in the wall. Which makes his at a glance Gives his chin the appearance of George Bush's. But I'm telling you, if you look close enough, it is way different. And the guy in the picture appears to me to be mid to early 20s. And at this time, George Bush would have been almost 40. So no. And it's not Gus Rose either. Okay, because Gus Rose was chasing around Buell Frazier around Irving, Texas at this time. So I don't know who this guy is. And it really doesn't matter because it's not George Bush and it's not Gus Rose. And he's not doing nothing but standing there. I mean, it's not nefarious. So now we have tramps who, who, who weren't tramps. We have tramps that really were tramps. We have all these shady characters being arrested in Dealey Plaza with no business being there, with shady backgrounds, shady connections. You know, it's just a whole conglomeration, not to mention what the hell was going on in the TSBD, you know, which I posed before. You know, the whole operation could have been a farce created for this thing. Like I said before, 
you know, that building just started being used by the TSBD in, in August of that year. You know, and to get all these guys over there as an excuse to be laying floor. And it, it wasn't like there was much order filling going on over there. It was just Oswald and Frazier doing most of it. You know, with the floor crew being over there. <clears throat> you know, I will say, whoever planned this, to, you know, deserves a gold medal because they did a, a damn good job. I mean, they did, they made this thing more convoluted and more unbelievable than, than anything possible. You know. And it was the executors that actually pulled it off. So please, visit the Facebook page and let me know who you think the three tramps were. Like I said, my analysis, they're not Hunt, it's not Sturgis, it's not Holt, it's not Harrelson, it's not Charles Rogers, whatever the hell he looks like. To me, these are the three guys photographed. They're the guys that were held for three days. It was Doyle, Abrams, and Jedney. Now, <clears throat> who the other ones were is a mystery. Because we have no records, or at least not yet. Anyway. And whoever it was was likely let go quickly. You know, Holt says that when they were arrested, somebody in the sheriff's office called over to Captain Fritz. Captain Fritz um, showed up and called the FBI and he said the FBI showed up and turned him loose immediately so you know if Holt was part of these tramps they didn't spend three days in jail they they were let go quickly as soon as they figured out who the hell they got you know they were because according to Holt he had I, you know, ID that he was from the Treasury Department or Secret Service or something like that. Or the Alcohol, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, I think it was. But, you know, who knows what to believe. I know, I believe my eyes and what I see. And for me, it just doesn't wash. But with the other guys that were arrested... And brought in, who, who knows, you know. We'll never know, unless there was records somewhere and we stumble across and find them somewhere. You know, I've heard everything from, you know, Jerry Hemming was one of the tramps. Fred Lee Chrisman was a tramp. Um, you know, and, and these other guys that I've mentioned could have been other tramps. You know, we just don't have any records of it. And... You know, it would make sense to have all these guys there doing different things. But, you know, not a whole lot of other people really knowing exactly what's going on. It could have been fallback patsies. Should Oswald have fallen through? Who knows? I just find it interesting that, that Chauncey Holt come out with his story. You know, right after Hunt was going through his trial with the Liberty Lobby, the Liberty Lobby, and all that with Mark 
<clears throat> Mark Lane, and this is right around the time that JFK movie was coming out. You know, and then these two guys, Hunt, you know, Hunt was accused of being one of the tramps. And then Holt comes out and says he was one of the tramps. And they were both, we know Hunt was CIA, Holt's CIA asset. So he says, so, I mean, what, what do we believe here? Was he just trying to take some of the heat off a of hunt, you know, for his, for, his, for his court case or what? I don't know. The timing of that seems a little odd. And, of course, nobody has any proof of anything. No pictures. No testimony. Everybody's dead by now. And we'll never know, likely, unless we come across some, you know, re lost records of the Dallas police or the sheriff's office or something. You know, until then, we're just left speculating and arguing in all the groups, and everybody's going to keep thinking, hey, no, this is Hunt. They want it to be Hunt. No, it's Holt. They want it to be Holt. You know, they want it to be Harrelson. They want it to be Sturgis, because it matches their theory that the CIA did it. Or, you know, the mercenaries did it. Or the Anacastro Cubans did it. You know, and on and on and on down the line. But, uh, yeah, so that's it for now. And please let me know who you think the tramps were. If you have any information about anybody else, you know, was arrested in Dealey Plaza that day and what roles they might have played. Hit me up on the Facebook page. We can talk about it. But please check the Facebook page. I'll post a bunch of stuff up there for y'all to look at. And please, I will blatantly beg. If you haven't already, please make your way to the Facebook page and give it a like. Okay, I can't do shit with that page until I reach 30 likes. And I'm at like 28 right now. So I'm begging. <laughs> I'm begging y'all to go like the Facebook page doesn't take much it's just a click and then you know i show up in your feed whenever i post a new episode you know it makes it kind of easy for you to follow along you know you can like and follow me here on spreaker and i'm gonna let you guys know because i believe in giving props to people who are doing good things like my buddy doug at the dallas action Go check him out. Please. He's awesome. I stumbled across another guy on Spreaker named Adam Webb. Who has a uh, podcast called Web of Conspiracy. And if you're into conspiracy stuff. I mean a lot of it's not JFK related. But it's other things. Because once you're awake there's no going back. You know if you understand. That what happened on November 22nd 1963 changed the world from that moment on and you realize the way the world is being controlled now or you you know you like ancient mysteries and the unexplained the strange the weird I'm telling you go check out web of conspiracy and that's web with two b's you can find him on spreaker and facebook and also, I'm going to give some props out to some of the Facebook groups. Because 
I believe that good conversation about this topic is hard to find. And when you do find it in these groups that are ran well, that don't put up with the kooky horse shit and ass hattery that goes on sometimes, I think they should be recognized. And I'm going to encourage all my listeners to go join these various groups because I'm in them, Doug's in them, and thousands of other people are in them. Okay? And, and some a lot of stuff we talk about here is posted there. And first one up is the JFK Assassination Bureau. Is that right? No, the JFK Assassination Research Bureau. You find them on Facebook. JFK Uncensored. You can find them on Facebook. Run by Martin and the guys over there. And they do a great job. And there's a lot of smart people in that group. It's a small group, but there's a lot of smart people in that group. And they post smart things. And interesting things to talk about. Because it, it, it gets old seeing the same shit rehashed over and over again. You know, you get these noobs in there. Oh, does anybody think the Zapruder film was altered? Really? Where do you think the, the shooters were located for JFK? I know one was on the grassy knoll. Really? So, yeah. And you can check out my group. JFK, New Orleans, and the Garrison Investigation. And it's a pretty chill group. It's laid back. I don't put up with no horse shit. And, uh, <coughs> you know, we try to try to keep the focus on Garrison-centric, New Orleans-centric. You know, of course, we'll get out of that box every once in a while, but that's what we try to focus on there. Because I, I made the group just because, you know, I, at the time, I didn't see another interesting garrison group that was actually discussing a lot of stuff from the garrison investigation, which I think is very important. So please keep listening, keep liking. We're going to get bigger, we're going to get better. I promise you this. Any ideas at all you want to hear? You want to hear me talk about something special? You want to tell me I suck? You want to tell me I'm awesome? Whatever. I'll listen to it all. You know, I love criticism. It only makes me better. Please. Feedback is encouraged. Uh, me and Doug love to talk to you guys. It's all about meeting people, making connections, and uh, making new friends. And allies in this JFK research community and our search for the truth. And I thank everybody for listening. This is episode 12, done and in the can. Tramp stamps, I mean, talking tramps in Dealey Plaza. It's beamed up to the satellite and down to your ears. This is Rob Clark out.
right to save because you work too hard for your money not to. Lowe's is here to help with special Labor Day savings throughout the store. When you buy a DeWalt two-tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver, you get a DeWalt bear tool for free. Choose from a reciprocating or circular saw, angle grinder, or 20-volt battery. And update your appliances and get up to 40% off select appliance special values. This Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Tool offer valid through 828. Appliance offer valid through 911 U.S. only. You do it right to save because you work too hard for your money not to. Lowe's is here to help with special Labor Day savings throughout the store. When you buy a DeWalt two-tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver, you get a DeWalt bear tool for free. Choose from a reciprocating or circular saw, angle grinder, or 20-volt battery. And update your appliances and get up to 40% off select appliance special values. This Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Tool offer valid through 828. Appliance offer valid through 911 U.S. only.